Hey guys, Carter here. I'm looking forward to getting into the climax of Joseph's life here in the Genesis Journal. And I want to go ahead and say that I just, I just want to make an apology first about our printed Genesis Journals. There's a mistake in there I don't take lightly and my stomach kind of dropped when I found out. It was actually after we had already printed out our first run of the paperback Genesis Journal when we noticed. So it was already too late at that point but uh, we believe that the journal had great content in there besides this one mistake so we rolled with it but uh, this week we're here uh, so for your d groups this will be a great time to switch over to your app to get chapter 45 uh, the climax of joseph's life actually in your daily readings for the week the journal is missing uh, this important chapter in the daily readings and i don't want you to miss out so and I, I don't know how it happened, but it did. So uh, download the app. It's called the Full Count Ministries app to stay on schedule with the daily readings for the week. And don't miss this chapter. Uh, you can get our app through uh, any app store. And you can find a direct link through our website under the resources tab. And uh, this, would, this, this is also a great opportunity, I think, to just share that we need your help on the resources team. We're growing and we need help to reach more guys with the gospel message with our resources for baseball players. So if you think you would like to help create biblical uh, content through Full Count for baseball guys, let me know. Uh, my phone number is 615-400-2875 and my email is crease at fullcountministries.com. But let's look at the content for this week. In this episode, we are in week 17. Joseph meets his brothers, Genesis 45 through 47, 27. And there is a lot to be said here. But we'll specifically hone in on uh, patience, uh, repentance, and God's sovereignty, and some other things that you can look out for and your D group guys can look out for as you read this week. The challenge this week, I think, will, will stretch you as well. So, okay, let's dive in. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, guys, so let's jump into the content. Genesis 45 through 47, 27. I just want to share some of my initial thoughts to these chapters and what you can look out for and what you can remind your D group guys is that God is so faithful to his promises. We wouldn't believe that if we were in the same shoes as Abraham or sandals, uh, probably as Abraham, we wouldn't believe that God would do the things that he has done to preserve the line of Abraham and to multiply his family and to keep his promise with them that he will bless them. And he's done it through Joseph, somebody that uh, his family absolutely hated. Uh, his brothers hated and sent him into slavery and told his told their father that he was dead. So, gosh, he, he was sent away. I, I can't believe that this story, I mean, I do believe it, but this story actually happened. And I don't know what you believe about Genesis and if you believe the the literal 
story of Genesis, but um, uh, and I don't want to speak for everybody in the ministry, but I I, I believe personally uh, that this story really did happen. And that's just the crazy thing about what God does is he does uh, what we would think is the impossible. And he works through the what the world sees as the weakest or the a lot of the times it's the youngest or the person that you wouldn't think God would work through. And he works through situations that we really don't understand. And it all points to how God is just, he's so in control of the situation. So when I think about this and I think about what God's doing through Joseph's life, I can't help but not think about the period that we're in right now with uh, what, that we've just started. Uh, if you're listening to this later, uh, we're in the Advent season right now. And it's a period, Advent is a period of expectant waiting for the Christmas holiday, um, really expecting, you know, the birth of Christ um, and what the people did uh, in the, the Old Testament were waiting for Christ to be born. And we do that in the church as well during this holiday. One of the ways we do it uh, in churches today, um, and I've seen some families do it, a deacon at my old church uh, sent out a social media post uh, this week saying that he was doing this with his family, that he was lighting candles every uh, Sunday. Um, so there's, I think, five candles on this uh, Christmas wreath that he's lighting, and they lit one with their family this, this past weekend. And he just, after he lit it and his family just sat there for a minute, they were thinking, man, this just doesn't sit right with me. This, just lighting one candle on this, all these other candles, I feel like should be lit right now is what he was saying. And it just didn't sit right. So that's exactly how the Jews were feeling as they were living up to the birth of Christ and just waiting on the promises of God to come true and I don't think they knew that, you know, the blood of God's son would purchase Gentiles uh, to bless the nations. Ironically, here, Egypt is the one that saves the family of God from their sins and the famine around them. At the same time, God's showing us these stories like the story of Joseph and his family. These amazing stories that God uses the least of these in the eyes of the world to to accomplish his plans and purposes so there's another uh another couple things that i want you to look for that and you'll see in these chapters is that god still used the brothers and their talents in egypt despite their sins against joseph and uh, pharaoh puts them in charge of his livestock the i guess the royal family's livestock and so I, I'm thinking back to, you know, my daily life and Jesus saves us despite our sins against him, despite our, you know, our failures and what we've done against him. And he puts us in charge of things in this kingdom that it's like, God, how did you like, why would you do that? Like, I am not worthy to to do that. I'm not worthy to uh, to teach in this area or to to lead in this area and the ministry or whatever it is. Um, Jesus puts you in positions after you trust and believe in him and come to knowledge of the truth of the, the Holy Spirit in your life. He puts you in positions of authority in the kingdom, which is crazy. I mean, sinful people 
and that might be a pastor or elder or deacon in your church or whatever it is, but I think Jesus is uh, showing us here in these scriptures that, uh, you know, for the Egyptians, handling livestock, as you'll see in, you'll read, is uh, detestable to the Egyptians. Like, they, this is, this is an area, this is a job that they hate. And but this is uh, Joseph's brother's livelihoods um, for as long as they've known. So um, Jesus uh, has turned the world upside down. And what we think in the world or what most of the world thinks is important in the kingdom is not so important. And uh, we'll see that in how uh, Joseph, Joseph's brothers are given authority in this way to care for Pharaoh's livestock. So Joseph uh, I guess, um, you know, he tells Pharaoh, hey, these are my brothers. And Pharaoh puts his brothers in charge of things. And then also, if you think back to the, uh, the story of the flood where the ark, the ark's door is a symbol of who Jesus is. You can only enter through to uh, security, safety, and salvation through the door of the ark. Joseph, again, is a model. He's a, uh, a person, not just a door, but a person that we can uh, look to in this story to see that he is a savior for this nation, Egypt, the surrounding area, and his, his bloodline family from the famine that's going to go on for seven years. There's so many things in these chapters. I th- really want you to focus in and have passion for this chapter and the story of Joseph as you talk to your D group guys this week. I think it'll be so good for you guys to reflect on who Jesus is and what he's done in our lives through the story of Joseph. All right, guys, so I think that's a really good segue into the spotlight for this week in John 14, 5 through 6. It's a very short passage, so I'm going to read it, and we can just meditate on it, think about it, and I'm going to talk about it just a little bit uh, before you guys get into your D group meeting this week. So let me read it, starting in verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way in the truth, in the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we've hit on this before with the flood story, but I think it's a great time to just hit this point over again with your D groups and to see the story of Joseph's life and where, uh, you know, repentance and salvation and all of this and relationship Uh, fits into the story of Joseph and the story of your own walk with Christ and your guys in your D group. So um, Joseph was the only way to salvation for his brothers. And did his brothers know the way initially? Um, They kind of knew. They knew that they were sent to Egypt, but they didn't really know uh, who was going to save them. They didn't know where they were going to actually get the food and how this was going to all play out. Um, they were just going in need. They were sent in need and physical need for their own lives. And did God save them? 
uh, yes, it, but it took relationship with their brother, um, a reconciliation with their brother, uh, forgiveness from their brother, um, all of these things um, to come together for them to be saved. Because they did go through uh, a testing with Joseph, as you read, and uh, ha- will read in these uh, couple chapters. So, and did they, so it leads us to the next question, did they actually face repentance? And uh, yes, they had to face repentance with Joseph. So did they actually repent? And uh, we'll see their repentance. Um, they could have gotten their food, and after the famine was over, just peaced out at that point. So it took relationship and a trust of who Joseph was, and in our case, who Jesus is, for us to believe that we are saved from our sin fully, completely, totally, as we walk in repentance with him, and has as, as his brothers walked in repentance with him in the next few years over the famine. So a way that I think we can illustrate that to our D group guys is that there is only one way, and we've talked about this in the flood as well, uh, flood account, that there's only one way to win a baseball game is to cross home plate more than the other guys. And for that guy to, to score, to cross home plate and score a run and win the game for his team, you have to hit home plate. And Jesus is home plate. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way to, to win in this life. If you're going to pass uh, over from death to life into the kingdom, you have to hit home plate. And I think that will be really good for you guys to just uh, hammer that into your D groups this week, that Jesus is our home plate. All right, guys, one challenge for this week, and I'll be really quick, but I think it'll be a good challenge, and it's kind of a it's a really difficult challenge. Uh, what is one thing, if you have to think back uh, a couple years that you've been, you've been putting behind you for a little while, or something just recent that has happened, uh, something little, uh, it can be hard either way. I think it's really hard for us to do this uh, in our daily lives, and uh, we don't do it a lot is that we need to confess verbally our sins to our brothers and sisters and ask for forgiveness and not put any kind of explanation to it just say you know i'm sorry for doing this and i know that i've hurt you um just in any way uh anything in your life that you can do that with uh so challenge that to your d group this week i think it'll be really good for your own heart and for your relationship with that person it could be a person that's in christ or not in christ and i think it'll draw you closer together and uh, if it's someone that's not in christ then uh, it'll give you an opportunity to to uh, deepen your relationship with them and to share your faith with them so uh, thank you guys for all that you do i hope you have a great week don't forget to download the app to read this week Uh, love you guys
We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. You can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms. Full Count Ministries exists to create disciples using the game of baseball. We are a non-profit ministry, and if you have benefited from this resource, we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel, giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel, and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.